and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. I'm Jake. What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I was just being quiet because I always say like, hey, what's up? How are you doing today, Jake? <laughs> I know. I was expecting that. And then uh, so I was like, all right, Jake, fill in. Jake's here. Welcome to SWYM. I'm Jeff. <laughs> and I'm Jake. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, um... Yeah, I, I woke up this morning, and as I told you, I was a little bit late, as per usual, but you know, mm. I actually had a legitimate excuse. My my anxiety was really, really bad this morning, mm-hmm. and I had to take my, I had to take my, um, in case you can't get out of bed, because anxiety is so bad, medication. Oh. So I'm feeling a little bit better now. That's that's kicked in. Uh, it's just a, to help kind of alleviate those physiological symptoms that anxiety causes, and I was able to I was able to get up and I'm here because I need this. This is always therapeutic and something I look forward to every single week. Yeah. So good. I'm glad we're. I'm glad to have you on the show, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. Let's talk about anxiety a little bit. Um, so you were obviously having a bad morning. You got here. We talked about it. We talked through it a little bit. Um, hopefully that helps kind of address things outside perspective. I think mm-hmm. that always helps. Um, I've been I've been having it uh, more and more lately. Really? Yeah, it's a little scary. It is. Yeah. The chest tightness and tension and like, um, all that stuff, dude. We went to. Did I tell you already that we went to the doctor? I did. Mm-hmm. And just how that just I had an episode and then it's just it's just getting more frequent. And Jen's like, "Well, do you need to like get on a medication?" And it's so interesting because when when it comes to her or you, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, you guys should really consider this. Like, you guys have anxiety. And then she's like, brings it up to me. And I'm like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> I don't need no medication. Yeah. You, you know, what it's I mean? there's a lot of people who just. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's part of the ingrained. Uh, I think it's part of the it's ingrained cultural stigma. Right. Against uh, against that kind of stuff. Medication for for a problem that is mm-hmm. you can't see so i'm not completely shut off to the idea but there are some things that i want to try to do first um sure. physical activity mm-hmm. last night i went and shot some hoops it's crazy what that does for me just yeah. it just makes me feel better and it, it's it's just a stressful thing for me to shoot hoops like mm-hmm. especially since i haven't done it in so long i'm getting like angry and like but I'm working through it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You, know you know what I mean? So I shoot it once, swish. I shoot it again, kong. <laughs> and I'm like, and I, I just go, and I'm saying this stuff out loud. Mm-hmm. I'm like, gosh, dang it. All right. You got this, dude. And I'm like saying it out loud, right? Yeah. I got this. You got this, dude. You got this. And then I shoot it and I go, yep. And it swish, right? And I go, there you go. And I look over at Jen and I go, yeah, I guess I'm coaching myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, it's uh, as you'll find out um, with with anxiety is that it's half of half of its medication, half of it is, is tools, right? Um, and tools are honestly that's the most important because you won't be on med- you probably won't be on medication your whole life. Maybe maybe people are, and some people are um, with with their anxiety, um, but for most it's about man it's about managing it and finding and finding those tools that can help you alleviate those symptoms that's um that's the only way to really tools are going to be a part of the this the the anecdote the antidote regardless Mm -hmm. so it's finding those tools that help you so that's good i'm glad i'm glad that you're finding you're finding some stuff that can help you yeah it's just 
I feel it just rise and then fall and then rise and mm-hmm. then fall and I'm like oh <laughs> yeah it's miserable dude why why and now at 33 and, and it's energy sapping yeah it definitely yeah. is and I can tell that you know a bunch um you just spiral you know in in certain ways but and I constantly what I find myself doing is like try, I need I need to keep busy like let's do something else mm-hmm. let's move on let's do something else and, yeah and um yeah, I don't know. Distracting is a helpful tool for small stuff. Right. But be careful with using it too much. Right. Because there could be there could be some some bigger issues that you're trying to distract yourself from. Right. And That's when you're when you're fi- when you're forced to finally feel it, the longer that you push have pushed it off, the worse right. it's going to be. So I feel like I've been and this is I I feel so stupid, but I feel like I've been doing this with Dexter's death. Yeah. Like I'm always like, okay, we got to do something else. What next? Okay, I can't sit mm-hmm. here too long. Because the more that I sit here, the more I start thinking about him, the more that I start missing him, the more the sad, sadder I get. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, what do we got to do? What do we do? We're sitting in the backyard the other night. just, And I'm like, uh, what do you want to do? And she's like, what do you mean? We're just sitting. And I was like, no, we should go do something. I'm feeling anxious. Oh, I'm feeling anxious because I'm starting to think about Dexter and I'm yeah. starting to miss Dexter. And mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I don't want to be here anymore. I got, let's go. Let's do something. Yeah. And I think maybe that has to do with like playing basketball last night. Like I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do something. I gotta get my mind off something. Yeah, you know. And so on, and honestly, like that has a multi pronged effect because not only are you doing something that's distracting yourself, you just distracting, which is good, but it's also you're doing something that you really enjoy. You love right. hoops, and you're something that you can see success at. It's a measurable progress. Yes. And that itself is going to I make you that. happy and make you more joyful. Mm-hmm. And so that that is not only um, that that's not only fixing anxiety, but it's fixing the underlying. It also is helping fix the underlying causes of that anxiety. And honestly, you've had so much going on. I I, I, I don't know. I, I just. You've had so much going on. It's understandable right. that you're experiencing anxiety. Well, and that's what Jen would keep saying. She's like, dude, like. Four years of infertility and moving and foster care training and Dexter's death. And like, she's like, it's all right. Like, it's understandable, man. And I'm like, no. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I'm working through it, hashing through it. Um, I just honestly, I feel like I always I always do this like, oh, once this is happening, everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. Or once this happens, everything will be okay. And right now that that marker is moving right mm-hmm. like once we move into the new place everything will be okay just because we're moving to a new location isn't going to make every other issue okay i yeah. know that but it's I, hard to not put that it's hard to not put that weight on it though right for sure yeah yeah it's on there i, so hopefully I know we can bear I, it. <laughs> I do it all i do it with that stuff all, with stuff all the time i'm like if i can just get this right yeah. it'll fix everything yes. and then when you then when you accomplish that or you get there and then you look around and you're just like, wait, this didn't actually fix everything. And then yeah. instead of just being like, well, of course that wasn't going to fix everything. You view it completely negative then. And you've, I mean, then the nat- the next natural progression is that you internalize it and you're like, well, uh, then why wasn't I, well, what did I do wrong? Or like, I, that's just like, I was, because it didn't fix everything. There must be something wrong with me. Right. And so just be cognizant of For that, sure. and also, um, yeah, I can't remember. 
what else I was going to say. No worries. But yeah, just be cognizant. Just be cogn- Yeah, just be cognizant of that uh, as you as you kind of go forward. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, moving is going to be moving is going to be huge for you guys. Well, I think just also, but like it's giving me something to do. Right. It's a little distraction. Mm-hmm. Like I we're we're gonna have. I feel like it's gonna be like finally like an adult home. Like it's gonna be a nice place. Yeah. We put a lot of time and work, and they did also in remodeling it. She mm-hmm. was messaging us like, "You guys are gonna love it. It's so freaking cute." Like, so we're stoked, right? Um, but I'll have my own space for podcasting and my own space to like <clears throat> to to make it my own. And I think that you know, Jen's like, "What about my what about my space?" And I'm like, "Well, there's a shed. You can have a she shed." <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just joking. But um, you know. One thing that I told you recently that mm-hmm. I was going to try to do for my anxiety is inspired by Q, most famously known from Impractical Jokers, mm-hmm. but I know him from Tell Him Steve Dave podcast. He was talking about like how helpful uh, Legos are for like stress and mm. anxiety. And my niece has an ungodly amount of Legos. And I was talking to her and I was like, do you, you know, do you feel like this helps with like your stress and just like to relax and stuff? She's like, I love them. Like, I don't really play with them anymore, but like, yeah. So I, I got a Steamboat Willie Lego mm-hmm. set, um, a Boba Fett head helmet set, a little Goofy and Pluto. And then because I bought all that, I got a little free gingerbread house. That's awesome. So it's not here yet, but. I'm I'm that's another thing. It's like, just get here. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like if I could just like sit down and build them, mm-hmm. it would help me and like chill out a little bit. And just the excitement of getting something in the mail. is so cool. Especially something I want that yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. So have you ever seen a uh, little shop of horrors? Probably not. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a musical. <laughs> it's, okay. it's, a, it's made in the eighties. It's got uh Steve Martin and Rick Moranis. Okay. <clears throat> and it's about a, alien plant that comes to earth and oh man dog's barking um that comes to earth and feeds on human blood so the plant owner he owns a shop Mm -hmm. a little shop of horrors and he is feeding audrey too which is the name of the plant humans okay so that's what uh, generally what it's about right um i saw somebody post a little picture of audrey too and it was like what if all plants are really just grooming us so that they can feed off of us mm. through giving us, providing us oxygen, providing us food. So then we eventually die and then they feed off of us. Mm. <laughs> Anyways. So I bought, I wanted a little, I love little shop of horrors and I was like, I want to, I was like, uh, so I'm trying to like get these things for the space, the yeah. pod space um, that I think are fun I got some movie posters. I got some skateboarding posters I want to put up. Um, if you have any ideas, let me know and we'll put them up. Um, but I got uh, – so all those Lego sets are things that I think, you know, are things that I love. I love Disneyland, so I mm-hmm. got the Steamboat Willie. Um, I love Little Shop of Horrors, so I bought a little pop figure of Audrey 2, which is the plant. Okay. And it came in the mail yesterday, and I was like, oh, no way. And, like – it's just that thrill of like yeah. getting stuff, Th- the things that you really are excited about. Mm-hmm. You know, when I get these sparkling ices in the mail, I'm like, that's awesome. But it's not the same. Yeah. as like, I don't know, something decorative, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like there's a license plate. I, ha- I have a whole wish list of like pod space stuff for 
<clears throat> on Amazon that I want to get, and one of them is the license plate from Back to the Future. It says out of time. Okay. But I think the next purchase that I'm going to buy for the pod space is the uh, Truman, the buck stops here mm. plate. Because I think it's, I don't know, it's symbolic to, I think, the show mm-hmm. a little bit, almost. Yeah. So, And I, you know my yeah. my love for President yeah. Truman. So. I think it'll be cool. Yeah. Also, I bought that giant-ass table yesterday. I saw that. Yeah. That's a badass table. Dude, it's it's way cooler than I thought it was. Really? Yeah. Like so, out here on the porch is the base to it, and I have the the top of it put away in storage. Um, it's big, but it's adjustable. Like you can literally raise it to where you're like standing and working on. Really? It. Yeah. It's got like hole a hole in it for all the cables and everything. I saw the hole. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. And then I'm gonna buy a little clamp to hold the zoom. It's gonna be awesome, dude. It's okay. gonna be legit. But that's what another thing. Like, a movie's not going to solve all the problems, but it gives me like a place to like create yeah. right it's mm-hmm. going to give me a place to play it's, cur- it's creating the environment for you yes to fix everything yeah yeah that's a good point mm-hmm. and then hopefully bring in kiddos and yeah um yeah we'll see so anxiety rules dude <laughs> um uh, yeah one thing i cannot go through this episode without talking about and i'm not going to talk about it you're going to talk about it but your photography projects man like we haven't really dove into any of them mm-hmm. so i hope you're prepared to talk you looked off to the side like oh god <laughs> <laughs> no i just uh i was gonna like prepare uh, oh. for it a little well, you bit but been then prepared weeks ago because we've been well, talking well i was and then i was and then ago. i i'm trying to remember like all my different talking points that i had and then i even texted you about it yesterday and then and then you and s- then skirted on it i skirted on it well i was out taking pictures yesterday so i got my lens ball yeah um, for those of you who don't, who don't know what that is, uh, and don't follow me on Instagram, I posted a picture of me used of me of a photo I I took with it yesterday. And what it also, is? Also, your name is Jake underscore Jokum. Jake underscore Jokum. Yes, not Jackum. Jackum. Yeah, you mispronounced <laughs> that last week. And I thought like oh. I thought you were just joking around, so I didn't even I just went with it. Yeah, CJ <laughs> was like, oh, I thought I had been mispronouncing it the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, it's J- uh, weird. Jake underscore J O C H I M. Anyway, um, appreciate any follows or feedback on my photos. I'm always looking to improve. So please, I mean, if you critique away, you won't offend me. Um, the so what a lens ball is is to say it's a and I for for as excited as you were for your Legos, I was excited for this because oh, yeah. because the thing that I've really dove myself into. Uh, has been my photography because I get like when I take a good image, I get so excited and I feel so like proud of myself. And that's not a feeling that I get often. So it's like I, I'm just constantly chasing that mm. kind of high. And so in my photography gives me that like when I can when I am looking through the viewfinder of my camera and I'm setting up everything as I force myself to do everything manual because I want to have as much control about of the shot as I can. Mm. Like I want to know like it's on you. I created that. Right. Right. I did everything other than like the camera doing its thing. But can I chime in right here real quick? Yeah. This is uh everything you're saying and talking about, that chase and that 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 hunt. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Go. Yeah. Collecting all of them. Mm-hmm. That is your chase of I I want to get them all and I want to know that I caught them all and Mm-hmm. that's your personality Keep it going. is yeah when, <laughs> when i when i like get passionate about something like i 
like I chase it. Right. And that's like that's how I attacked every single like research project that I did. Oh, like, you can see it too. Like when I I wanted to know everything. I want to know every angle, and I wanted to be able to like yeah. synthesize it all into one document. Like I get obsessed with it, and it's a lot to be like. It can be a lot to be around. Um, and I get fr- like, and then because it's also like, because it's part of the pro like part of the process, it's like, I get frustrated too. If I, can, right. if I can't get it, you, you have nobody to you how many, how I, mean, I remember one time Kylie and I were driving around, um, right when Pokemon go had come out and a, uh, a Kabuto, mm-hmm. no, Omni Omnite showed up and it was like early and I'm like, Oh my God, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a fossil. It's one of those ancient fossil Pokemon. <laughs> and like, I didn't know when I would ever see an Omnite again and it popped up in Kylie caught it and I missed it <gasps> and I was so mad because I was just so focused right on game and it's a stupid game but I was yeah. like I wasn't yelling at Kylie or anything I was just so pissed right. that I missed it because I was like oh my god I, why can't I get it and then I remember this one time all, my favorite Pokemon is a Hitmonchan yeah from the original 151 and uh I remember one time I was just having a really, really bad time. This is when we were in WSU Vancouver and right. uh, I was just like, I just need a win. And I hatched a 10 K and it was a Hitmonchan. <laughs> I just need a win. And I hatched a 10 K and it was Hitmonchan. Yeah. And I can't tell you how much that meant to me to get like just for that. Like, right. So I'm sorry. These are all just stupid anecdotes of myself. Like, <laughs> But just an insight into who Jake, uh, Jack, yeah, sorry, Jackham is. Jake Jackham. Um, anyway, Jake. <laughs> so a lens ball is a perfectly spherical. This is it's eighty millimeter in diameter. It's it's a pretty hefty thing. It added a lot of weight to my camera backpack. I bet. But um, it's solid glass, uh, just perfectly spherical. But what it does is it it it's it shows a perfect reflection of what's behind it, mm-hmm. but inverted, mm-hmm. and so. Lensball photography, like the company that makes them is one of the companies that makes them is Lensball, but it's kind of like Kleenex in the sense that it be a Lensball is not a, it's the thing, it's, but the name is now is now a Lensball right. because of because what it because of the company that I almost associated commented with it. like, hey, dude, that's upside down. You should rotate the ball. Yeah, you can't. It's it, a joke. It, yeah, or I gotcha. <laughs> Like that's obviously not gonna turn it right. If you turn the ball, it'll turn the image <laughs> it's just, right side up. Yeah, yeah. that actually would have been really photography funny. joke. Photography <laughs> joke. Uh, yeah, so I I was just out playing with it yesterday out of mm-hmm. the fort. Um, no, you're playing it for for it everywhere. Tell tell the audience about your your story. Oh yeah, you so last night. I was like I was so stoked because I have this image in my brain, and it's like the chase is like I get these images in my brain. I'm like I've got to make this work. I I, w- I want to say real quick as I know that that chase and i love that hunt right mm-hmm. so i never told you this but i i could never kill animals yeah i can't even go fishing like i'm such a wuss about it. i've been talking to alex about it because she fishes um but i love the idea of the hunt right so when clay was over and he had the drone and we were hunting for like cool shots mm-hmm. right um that's such it's such a thrill it's so fun like especially when you find that place where you're like this is gonna be awesome mm-hmm. um uh, I would do that. I was thinking I would do that. There was a time where I would do that all the time. But anyways, I love that. I love that chase. So I just wanted to say that. Okay, cool. That's a fun part of it. I it think. is a huge fun. It is the best part of it. Yeah. I think like, um, Oh, when you got your lens ball, oh, and yeah. I, I suggested a, a shot or mm-hmm. some shots to try to find that got me excited, like of the hunt. And then the, the yeah. you know what I mean? Anyways, well, go we're going to, we're going to go do that. I, the we urban urban doing that urban photography thing is not something I'm good at. So I definitely would love to have you come along. 
So anyway, I had this shot in my mind that of this very specific place down at the Vancouver, old Vancouver waterfront mm-hmm. on the right, to the right of Husong and Larry's, but bef- but the upriver up side of the bridge. And you have to okay. like jump a fence to get down to it. Okay. And as Rebel. I'm as I'm in the middle of jumping the fence, there's like some really sketchy dudes that look like they're probably going to rob me if I go down there. Mm-hmm. Like just drinking 40s at the bottom of this thing, like okay. looking super, super sketchy. And then they like, they whistle at me and then they like tell me like, hey, come down here. And I'm like, yeah, no. So I, I go back over the fence. I go back over the fence. And then, so then I'm like, well, shit. I'm like, where else am I going to go? So, you know, those old concrete steps that are, if you go to the old, um, the very first parking lot of the old Vancouver, of the older Vancouver waterfront, there's those concrete steps that go down to the water. But yeah. you have to climb the fence to go over the top of the fence to get to those. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go there. I'll set my lens ball on one of the steps, shoot it back towards. Are you trying to get the bridge? Trying to get the bridge. Gotcha. Shoot back towards the bridge. It's a little okay. further away. So like the reflection of the bridge is going to be a little bit smaller in the, in the lens ball. Right. But I would just move my camera closer to that. And the, it's bright enough that I can do this without having a slow shutter speed so I can get it without a tripod. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go do that. So I get down to, I get down to that part of the waterfront and it's just packed with people. I can't go anywhere without getting some somebody in my shot. <laughs> and like you would think, you'd see a dude with a camera. Don't walk in front of him. There's plenty of room to walk behind me. It's not like I have got that. It's not like yeah. I'm taking up You're that much room. Out, sprawled out. Yeah. <laughs> So I go, I crawl over the, I crawl over the fence and I'm walking down those concrete steps. And then I notice like five girls in bikinis all laid out on the left-hand side. And I'm like, I can't come down here with my camera, like a single dude with his camera and a what? bunch of girls in bikinis. What? I'm just going to look like a creeper, like well, with, with some reflective ball. <laughs> like, look at my you magic. You look like David bo- Bowie. Look, look at my uh, magic ball. Like, no. I. <laughs> have you seen the labyrinth? Yeah. And he's got those three balls like that. Mm-hmm. They're lens balls. And he's like rolling them, mm-hmm. like juggling them. That's you. Yeah. And he had the tight pants where you could see his, clearly see his dick through his pants. Yes. Yeah. And I was not going to, I was not going to go anywhere you near. me of the babe. <laughs> <laughs> the babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Who do you do do what remind me of the babe? I love that movie. That's, I know. That is such a weird movie. It is super weird. Me and Clay and Taryn got in a huge argument about David Bowie sexualizing his role. Uh, he definitely did. <laughs> Why has it got to be sexualized? Who's sexualizing it? I think the viewers are sexualizing it. <laughs> I think David Bowie <laughs> in his tight pants sexualized it. Um, the Anyway, so you don't want to be a creep. Yeah, so I don't it's want to packed. be a creep. It's packed. I can't go anywhere. Every time I would try to like set up a shot down on the Vancouver waterfront, there would be somebody in my in my friggin' view. I'm yeah. like, whatever. I, I gotta I gotta go. So yeah. like, I leave and I'm like, I'm just gonna go to the fort. Right. So when in doubt, go to the fort. Yeah, I figured. Okay, I if I was on the up up officers row because that's where all the Pokemon Go people are everywhere. I'm just like I'm gonna go down to the fort. Yeah. Not in the like the garden area because that's where all like that's where people hang out. I'm going to go to the turret, but on the other side of the fort like, on Evergreen. So Fifth Street comes down yeah. right, and you know like the turret, like where oh, the cannons are, where the picture's taken. Yeah, gotcha. So I'm going to go there. Okay. So Wait, I, did you go into it? No. Okay. But I uh, go. The fort's closed. Oh. But the um. But I was going to try to get the outside of the turret. Gotcha. And I ended up having to come back for this. 
I ended up getting the shot that I wanted. I just it took. Oh. I had to like go like a half hour, like wait a half hour before. Tell us why, Jake. Okay, so I show up and I'm like, okay, the sun is just about perfect. I know you're very particular about your sun. The lighting, because I don't have filters and I like shooting in natural lighting. I I, I just I just don't like to use filters if I don't have right. to. I, I'm like, the sun was just about, like, was starting to get, it was real soft lighting. It was going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And there's like a fence and I knew I was going to set my lens ball on the fence post. I was going to, I knew exactly what shot I wanted here, even though I didn't get my bridge shot. I'm setting everything. I'm just about to set everything up. I'm getting my camera set. And I hear voices like in my like periphery. Mm-hmm. And I look up and it's this dude in a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. Clean. Very clean. Mm-hmm. Everything he's wearing completely clean. Girl looking like she just got done with a Taylor Swift concert in 2014. Mm-hmm. Kind of like not really a sundress, but wearing cowboy boots. But it's like it's like it's a what color's it, the dress? It's like a it's like a flowery dress. It's oh, kind of okay. like brownish yellow kind no, of thing. Not what I was imagining. Go ahead. Okay, what were you imagining? White. I don't know why. No, not it was kind of beige. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then a person with a camera. Okay. And I don't think this person with a cam. I don't think this was a professional photographer. I think this must have been some sort of not family like friend you or anything who saw it, who shot an SLR. I'm not professional. <laughs> and. I'm like, okay, well, they must have been shooting like over there. Like they're just gonna walk through. Right. So I'm still setting my shit up. Right. All of a sudden, I'm looking through my. I go back and looking for my viewfinder, and they're in my shot up against the turret, taking their own photos. <laughs> like, not only are they taking their own photos, it was super awkward because they're taking like must. I don't know if they're like couple photos or engagement photos, but they're making out. Right. With this person taking photos of them and i'm like you want to be country assholes yeah what'd you say to him i was so in the most <laughs> passive aggressive way <laughs> I, I love passive aggression i was like wow i wasn't taking any photos here or something like i can't yeah. remember exactly what did well, i tell you last I night remember. i told you what i actually said last yeah. night i can't exactly remember um and then i was like i was like man i was like i was like i was like you've got to be fr-. i just said you've got to be freaking kidding me and like i pack up my like i dramatically put my lens ball back in my bag and i Huffing put my camera and i was like I, and i was like i was here and i was like well i guess fuck me then and that's I just what tur- you said and i was like i just turned her <laughs> turn around and like i walk and i walk off i'm like cool like, that's a paintball gun moment dude i would have loved to just like <laughs> thud, 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 thud. Yeah, just orange splattered paint all over his brand new ca- his brand new cowboy boots that he bought from Boot Barn out in. Trotdale. Whoa, 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 whoa! So you didn't get it's it. Just well, you had to boots. go back. I had to go back, and the lighting was off. The sun had already set below the trees. I didn't get my nice soft lighting. Terrible. But I, but I think it turned out okay. It did. It, it looks good. Does it? Okay. Go to Jake's page to find it because I'm not going to describe it. So yeah. On the hunt, on the chase. So, what about your other project? You didn't even talk about your other project, really. Oh, the my. Now that it's over and done, I mean, how do you feel about the the journey of? The, it was the project incredibly. So, those of you who have um, probably viewed it, and I think that's a lot of our viewers, a lot of our listeners have probably mm-hmm. viewed them. But those who haven't, it's a it was a series of photos that I I did to kind of. Allow me the space to use my two passions of writing and photography to show my journey of 
my journey through anxiety and depression that I dealt with for my entire life, but especially recently, um, where I ended up, you know, in an inpatient program and have really just been struggling the last few months. And it's been really, really tough and just trying to find, um, a way to express myself because I think there's so many, um, there's so many people who just, who just don't get it, uh, and don't understand. And that's fine. Um, I was one of them. I I don't, absolutely. like, I don't, like, I don't, part of me is like, I'm really jealous of people who who don't get it because like I know you, you never had to go through it. Right. So somebody who says, "Well, why, what do you have to be sad about?" And I'm just like, part of me is like, "Well, I'm frustrated because they just they don't get it." But I'm the reason why I'm frustrated yes. is because they don't get it because they never experienced it, and I'm jealous of that. That's so that right there, I can't tell you how much I've experienced that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know it. Yeah. Infertility. Like, there are people who just sneeze and they have children. My brother is one of them. Like, I don't, I'm not jealous that I'll never experience that or they'll never know what the struggle mm-hmm. is. But it's like, like, I, I am, I am genuinely and honestly thankful that nobody I know has had to go through what I've had to go through. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the feeling. And I'm sure the same as with anxiety. Like, you're jealous that they won't ever have to know, but it's also because you know what it's like. Yeah, you're glad that they know one that though though the other people around you don't. Yeah, have definitely. To. I didn't want to. Yeah, that's. Thank you for making that distinction because yeah. I definitely don't want anybody to go no, through it. Gosh, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. It's just like, man, I, I'm, I wish I didn't. Yes, I wish I didn't know. Oh yes, I know but, that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah. the, the photos were were seven images that I released. Um, with me in different spots around the region, um, me holding a, holding a yellow umbrella, and the whole the whole idea came to me when I was watching How I Met Your Mother. And those of you who know How I Met Your Mother is not only just my favorite show; it is the thing one of the things I turn to when I'm just when I'm down. Mm-hmm. That show means so much to me. Um, and so there's an episode in How I Met Your Mother called The Low Point. And that was also how I came up, kind of came up with my term and with my name of the series is that Ted, the main character, hits basically rock bottom, like where in for his character, like rock bottom. Right. And he finds this yellow umbrella. And then when he leaves, he leaves the club where he found it um, and he like opens it up and it's raining outside. But then like. He, he's looking down, but at, at that point, like the narrator who's Ted in the future is saying like, you know, this was kind of like the low point and, and, and this is the low point for me and then kind of building towards a, a better future. And so that's how kind of I, I see that's how, how I kind of envisioned this thing going is like I've hit my I've hit my rock bottom. Like I thought I hit rock bottom in the past and then mm. and then like and knocked on thing and then you hear a knock on the floor that tells you you can go lower yeah and i've i definitely found lower and i maybe maybe i haven't actually hit rock right bottom. right probably haven't but i feel like i have <laughs> right and um i mean when you're when you're that close to to not being around anymore uh you feel like you're that's pretty low like that's for about, sure that as low as you can go without without taking that final step but the um Anyway, the uh, it, it was it was an amazing experience. It took me every it took me to so many cool places where I just like it was a kind of a it just ended up working out perfectly. There was so much that that happened that I 
it was just almost like everything just happened to go right. Like right. every time I would yeah, show up definitely. at a place, like the lighting would be, and a lot of it was like purposeful. Like I was, I was a fiend about watching weather, like making sure like the day I was going to go was going to be like the right type of weather. I didn't even think about that. And like, make sure I'm not going to show up there. Drove all the way to the shoots to have a cloudy day, yeah. right? Making sure that. Oh yeah, you drove everywhere. Yeah, I went to the. I went to Warm Springs and Mopo, which is on the other side of Mount Hood, which is like that's a that's a long ass drive. I went to Cannon Beach, drove all the way up to the to the Dalles. Um, I went to probably the closest I went was well was the last photo where you were with me mm-hmm. down at down at my lease, um, and but like Molten Falls um where else was I oh up in the Klamath that was my first shot that mm-hmm. was one of the most that was so fun dude mm-hmm. because that was it was pouring dude it was just raining it was nasty I was doing everything I could to keep water off of my lens mm-hmm. I fell in the river I don't know how many times <laughs> like I was soaking wet by the time I finally got the image that I wanted right. dude but I put so much effort and I was having just so much fun to be right. able to be down there with my camera like jumping from big rock to big rock to get out to the river to, to the rock that I needed to be standing on like yeah. taking my umbrella throwing it to the next rock jumping yeah if, knowing if I go in like it's white water yeah <laughs> like it was dangerous Hmm. which is why I told my dad like my because I was like I was like oh man because he was super nervous when I was taking a couple photos up some rapids and I was like man you, you you're lucky you weren't with me when I was up on the clam because you'd be freaking out yeah he like you he wouldn't have let me do it right uh, anyway so but just to have I took somebody with me every that I took somebody with me on every shot mm-hmm. except for the one I went to the to uh to the butte uh which is um horse thief lake butte I wish I had taken somebody with me because it was actually really shitty to be by myself. Um, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And plus it made it a lot harder because right. I always had, like I set up the shot, but I always had somebody hit the shutter and uh, the, and it was just, it was really, really hard because that one I was having to chase. Uh, I was the, the lighting was, I was losing lighting as it was going behind the Hills. And so I was having to go up and set, I was having to compl- constantly move my camera to get in front of the, oh. the light as it was disappearing, as it was starting to get shadowy. So I was having to get in front of it. And I just kept like picking up and sprinting down the bluff, like up against this cliff, like this probably 200 foot drop. And I'm like running along this cliff, trying to get ahead of the sun as it's, as it's, and then making sure I get back in them. Cause I'm doing everything manual, set up everything and hope that I could get the shot but the crappy thing was, is the wind was blowing so heavily mm-hmm. in the way I was facing. Every time I would put the the camp my umbrella up, it would it would flip my that's how you <laughs> flip me. my umbrella. So I would have to like, and I didn't, I couldn't because I was by myself. Right, I couldn't use my, and I was facing the wrong way. I couldn't use my shutter release button. Like I have like a remote for it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't use that. So I would have to sit there, count ten seconds. I would hit my shutter, run to my spot, go wait till just about like nine hit open Flex up my umbrella f- <laughs> open my <laughs> umbrella stand there hopefully the the wind didn't like gust and yeah. like, knock it over it was oh my gosh it was just it was there was just so much to that i put into those images and to have them turn out the way they did i mean i don't know if they were good or not but they meant a lot to me and they're awesome all right well, thank you I, yeah. I i did i did put a lot of, i put so much effort into it and there's a lot of purposeful meaning behind a lot of them that stuff that um, stuff that nobody would know because it's just stuff I did in the camera. Like, so right. every shot 
Oh was, yeah, I love this. Um, every shot was shot in f twenty two, which f twenty two is an aperture size, and it's a very it's a very small aperture. But what it allows for the camera to do is to take a long depth of field. That means so everything in the foreground, midground, and background are purposely in fo- are completely in focus. And the reason why I did that is because one of the things that like in, uh, depression does is it 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 kills your ability for foresight, and you can't not only can't you when you're it, it removes you from your present area because you're so focused on past events. Spiraling thinking just takes you out of your out of your um, your present moment all of the time. And but also what it does is like I just have never been able to envision my future in any way. Like I, mm. people will be like, well, what, where do you see yourself doing? I'm being like, I don't even know. Because, yeah. I, because a lot of times I'm like, I didn't even think I was going to make it. Dude, there was times where I, I thought I was living my last day on Earth. Yeah. Like in trying to get through work, just saying like, I just got to get through and get home because then I don't have to deal with this anymore. Like it's just my last day. Like I'm done. I'm right. just done. And be able to get on the other side of that to where I haven't had those thoughts in months has been amazing. Oh uh, yeah. That's but, awesome. Um, but that was one of the reasons why I wanted to shoot every single shot in F-22 mm-hmm. and go to these areas where there's like long depth of field. So like I could show that, Yes, I'm incredibly sad, but I am making progress and being able. To, I want to be able to show that I am seeing everything right. around me. So, like making sure that I had that. So that f twenty f twenty two was um, was a big part, and it was in every single image I shot. Everything went in f twenty two, and then you, if you notice, like my shots go from dark to light. That was purposeful, but the la- the most, um, the most, some, the most. Other symbolism that I had, but probably the most symbolic image was the last one where I, I turned and faced the camera. And you were with me on that one. Mm-hmm. And you and like I had already had that idea, mm-hmm. but I remember you said you sending to me like you need to do one where it's you, like facing the camera. Yeah. Like it was awesome that you had that thought because I was like I don't know it was such a good idea. Mm-hmm. And so I wore black. Obviously, we both had it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I. Uh, I had a uh, so I wore black. I wore black in all the other ones, and I wore white in the la- in the second in the last one. Not only was I in the foreground of the image because all the other ones I'm either I'm in kind of in the midground or uh, where I'm I'm like I, I'm purposely not like the main subject of the image, even though like you can clearly see me because it's a yellow. I'm holding a fucking yellow umbrella. Right. Like it's you're not going to miss me, but um, like there's still like a lot going on around me. Like I'm smaller in the in the frame. Whereas this one, like I'm dead center close. You can't really, everything is blurred behind me. So I, Mm -hmm. um, that one was actually shot in, uh, in F 2.8, which Mm -hmm. is on the opposite side of the spectrum of Mm -hmm. aperture sizes. So it blurs everything around you because I wanted me to be the focus of that image. Right. And I wore white and this is kind of personal, but I always like uh, weight has always been a major thing in my, in my life. And white is one wearing white is one of those things where it does not hide right white wearing white does not hide your curves and i was i've always been so jealous of people who could just wear a white t-shirt and look good doing it right and so i'm like you know i'm like fuck it i'm going to wear a white shirt Mm -hmm. for this shot like I'm just going, that's what I'm going to do because that was something I've always wanted to be able to do was wear, <laughs> like wear a white shirt and not feel uncomfortable or right. self-conscious doing it. And I'm like, I just have to be, and I talked a lot in that image about, about shame and mm-hmm. being vulnerable and being seen. And I've kept myself because of my, my feelings of shame. I have kept myself from being seen all of the time. So being in the mid ground, not facing the camera, wearing black 
um, which I always wear black, facing the camera, being in the foreground, wearing white was the exact opposite of everything. Right. And so that was kind of the symbolism of 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 that uh, of that image. So it's been it was an amazing. Um, it was amazing uh, experience. Releasing the photos was was interesting. I felt really, really exposed, and mm. I was super self conscious about a lot of them because I didn't think they were very good. And the I would, photos, yeah, you, there were ones that you were sending me like, "Oh, look at this," or "Did you notice this?" or "Did you notice that?" And I'm like, "Dude, leave it," because mm. that's part of the story. I think, yeah, just little imperfections that you, drove you nuts mm-hmm. that nobody really is going to notice. And I'm like, so "Leave the, it." The dust, the dust yeah. spots. Yeah, I took those out. Did you? Yeah, on all of them. Mm-hmm. You're the worst. I can't handle it, man. I needed I needed those out of there, so I wouldn't. I found a, an editor that allowed me to with a clone stamp tool. Yeah, yeah. That allowed me to take those out. Okay. I needed to clean my image sensor, so I cleaned my image sensor. Yeah. And so it's better now. Look but. at you, you perfectionist. So. No, it was super fun. Thank you again for letting me be a part of the last photo. Of course. I was thinking about it all morning. How am I going to make him laugh? Because I wanted a genuine smile mm-hmm. and laugh. Because. I was I was call I was calling calling it the whole time like get get rid of that serial killer smile like because after a while you just start kind of like the, it's super fake yeah so I'm just saying stupid ridiculous things to try to make you laugh and it worked and that shot I think is you genuinely laughing and that's I don't know I think that's the image that needed to be the last image mm-hmm. was a genuine laugh of yeah. like you know we I took s- a lot of photos I went back actually last night. Um, Oh, yeah, I was paparazzi, dude. Yeah. I went back and, and looked, and I was like, so many of those, I just look so tense and so tight. Yep, yep. I'm like, is that how I look on a daily basis? <laughs> just like, like, That's just basically like, turtle, like turtling, like with my, I don't know, like, I don't know. Your my, posture. My posture is yeah. just always like slunched, slouched, and my, my, like, my shoulders, I feel like, are always like tucked, like tucked in. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm just a nervous, just a nervous wreck <laughs> all the freaking time, man. That's why the laugh was important. It was important. Yeah. Then I'm just popping as I'm saying dumb things. So and I gotcha. No, I love for, it. Thank you for letting me. Um, in water, and the water was another thing. I had water in every image. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah, I guess you did. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What was your? I'm interested to think. What was your? What was your favorite of the images? Oh man! Sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah, that's hard. Uh, my first, my gut is is the last one because I was there for yeah. it, mm-hmm. and I got I. You know, I value more than you'll ever know being allowed to be a part of it. Like that to me, like. I was like, Jen, and she's like, yeah, and I was like, Jake asked me to take the last photo, and she's like, oh, and I, like, it was a complete honor, mm-hmm. honor, like, to the highest degree of what <laughs> that word means to me, it was like, holy shit, like, I'm, I get to do that, like, that's fucking rad, um, but then, so the idea of doing it was, mm-hmm. was cool, right, when you first asked me, like, holy shit, and then I was like, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I'll tell him I can't do it, like, like, I was too nervous about it. I was like, no, 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 I can't do it. And then I was like, no, 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 I'm going to do it. Like, he needs me. He needs me. To, like, tight shoulders, serial killer <laughs> smile. Like, if it's not me, no one's going to make him laugh. Like, I'm going to make him laugh. Like, he needs me to do it. Um, plus, as as you mentioned, I suggest, 
you had already had the idea, but it was an idea that I had had. Like, let's get you in the, have you be the focus. Mm-hmm. So, so I already had an idea of what, what that looked like to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't the same as you, but we were on the same page about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, well, it's having an idea and then allowing the environment to, to change. Right. You know, make a little adjustments, but yeah. I think my favorite, um, I don't, it's that one. It has to be that one. Um, number seven. I don't. What is it? Number seven. Nope. Why'd you say number seven? Well, that's that's the one that you've been talking about. Oh, oh no. the, uh, I do like number six. Um, oh, the bridge of the gods. But now I think of that because of Dexter. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I need to get you. I need to get you that image. But I think number four is the horse leaf, a horse. horse thief lake bluff. That one. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's actually like. That's the one I was most self-conscious about. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's probably my favorite. Okay. Uh, it's the coloring. It's the 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 mountain, and then like opposite of yours, also the little bit of clouds that you can see. Like it's not a perfect image, and as you know, this is the one with the dust. Mm-hmm. So it's also not a perfect image to me, which I love. So I think that's my favorite one. Anyways, okay. check it out, Jake underscore Jokem. On Instagram, um, and he wrote. Uh, just the writing alone is is great. So, check it out. Don't be lame. Follow <laughs> Jake. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Fun, thank fun. you. Um, I have some things I want to talk about. Okay, I don't know how you feel. Let's do it. NBA bubble. Um, seems to be working. Yeah. Um, and I said that the other day on Instagram, and you mentioned it last night that I that I mentioned it on Instagram, but. You know, what an interesting experiment that we get to watch as fans of sports, but also just like you and I just being analytical of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, we see New Zealand who completely shut down and was like, don't effing leave your house or we'll murder you. And they pretty much eradicated the coronavirus on that island, right? Mm -hmm. So then you have other countries, we talked about this last week, approaching it their own way. And some are still getting sick at record numbers. And we're just not seeing it being handled the same way across the board. So we're having different results. Mm -hmm. The NBA and in the sports world, it's the exact same thing. Every league is approaching this in a different way. The the Major League Baseball started the other day. And was it the Marlins? Who was it? Marlins. Marlins. Like 14 players got coronavirus yeah yeah my team the orioles were set to play them were they yeah yeah so whatever so their restrictions are looser than what we're seeing in the nba or mls Mm -hmm. i wonder what the mls records are actually now that i'm saying that uh nhl did a real the hockey league did Uh a really um they're doing regional bubbles and they've had almost zero regional bubbles interesting Mm -hmm. so what the nba has done is they're They've created a bubble in Disney World, and the league is renting out Disney World, and they're all staying in their hotels, and they've, you know, it's funny watching them complain about, some players complaining about the conditions, and it's like, dude, really? Um, Robin Lopez could not be happier that he's in Disney World. Oh, I can imagine (laughs) he's, like, just doing everything. Are are all the rides and everything open? No, I was wondering that. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but... So they've completely isolated the entire league. And to the there's literally like a snitch line. Like, 
If you're caught either not wearing a mask or you're leaving the bubble or you're ordering Uber Eats and meeting them at the gate, there's a line where you can call and like tell on these players, um, which I heard Chris Paul is like snitching on everybody. Really? Yeah. Which, I mean, you can't blame him, dude. Like, he doesn't want to get it. Yeah. So, it's been, they've been in I there. I thought LeBron would be like the number one guy. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you would think so, but China's not threatening him, so he's fine. That's true. <laughs> um so how long have they been in there like three weeks mm, at least yeah, yeah it's been a while mm-hmm. zero cases yeah zero cases what does that say i mean what a, what an interesting science experiment social experiment like it's rad mm-hmm. it's cool um and i think that that's you know anybody who's saying that isolating won't work or quarantine doesn't work I mean, we have examples of it clearly working. Yeah. And if you don't, if you have less and less people getting sick, the virus. It isn't without a new host. It's going to die. It's gone. Yeah. But nobody gets that. No, it's, I don't, I, it's obviously hard, right? You have a country of 300 and something million people versus New Zealand, which is an isolated island that can restrict its movement a lot better, Mm -hmm. restrict immigration coming in a lot easier through just quick action than the United States can. But it's just also, you just look at the cultural, the cultural ethos Mm -hmm. between the two nations. And this is a country that for better or worse believes solely in self like believes in the idea of Mm self-governance and that let me take care of my own. And I don't think, I think that's, that's, the best exemplified and people saying, well, let me sign a waiver and then I can just go do whatever I want. Okay. Well, what do you mean? Be, like I've seen people like petitions going around, like yeah. for sports leagues, like let me sign a waiver to be able to attend live sporting events. I mean, if I get sick, I'm not going to sue the, I'm not going to sue this, oh. the, like, the, the team, like the, the team or the league or whatever that got me sick. Yeah. But that missed completely misses the point. Right. Because yes. it doesn't, because you might get sick and fine. You waive whatever the whatever it says. Like you can't sue. You forego any sort of medical treatment that might you might require from getting sick. Whatever you sign that, but you're also spreading it to people who weren't in and not signing waivers. And not signing waivers. It's not like you're not the only person that's going to get sick by you getting sick. If you're willing to sign a waiver to risk yourself to potentially getting sick at a sporting event, what else are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're going to the store. You're not wearing a mask. You're not washing your hands. You're not taking care of, you know, you're not taking those precautions. Obviously, if you're yeah. trying to go to a sporting event. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I was just like, I, it's just interesting what this country just, there's so many different values just amongst the sub the different subcultures or political affiliations in this country. Yeah. I crazy to me it's just it's it's nuts i what did i saw what did i what did i see the other day if you take everything that's going on in this country like if we weren't the united states the united states would be looking to um (laughs) would be looking at uh, like invade and enforce a regime change (laughs) like we're we're acting like a fail we're acting like a failed state right now we really are um we're just shedding the con. We're shedding the shredding the constitution. Apparently, doesn't apparently that doesn't matter anymore. And the people who are bastions of that constitution just 
totally fine with it being used as toilet paper by the current administration. So, if the United States, where, oh crap, if the United States saw what the United States is doing in the United States, the United States would invade the United States to liberate the United States from the tyranny of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. Uh, Speaking of Constitution and United States and shitting all over it, Trump wants to postpone the election due to voter fraud. I saw that. What are your thoughts? What an idiot. What an idiot. He can't do it. Like, he doesn't have the power to do it. Yeah, if the Senate backs him, can can he? Well, that's a question. Does it require both chambers to agree to postpone? Who's deciding that? The Supreme Court? I don't know what the protocol is. I just know that the I just know that the Constitution. <laughs> That's scary. Dude. I just know. I just know what the I know that the Constitution requires. You know, the, it basically gives the power to deter to set the date of the election uh, to Congress. Right. So, and the states administer their own. States administer their own. Um, their own. Even though, like, so the con- so Congress sets the date, states administer the elections within the states. So, right, the federal the, the executive branch of the federal government is completely cut out of that process. It has no yeah, has yeah. no power That's within awesome. this realm at all. So, Trump saying we should postpone is nothing more than some dog whistle yes. to his to his base constituents. Yeah, to say like this is going to be a rigged election. Hold it's- your hold your representatives accountable to postpone it so mm-hmm. that we can yeah. fix the problem. Exactly. So he can't just unilaterally say, I'm right. going to change the election. He can't do that. He, he doesn't that. have the power. And he knows that. That's why he put the question marks at the tweet. Exactly. He's such a troll. But there are people out there who think, like, I keep seeing, I keep, and I'm making a straw man argument because yeah. it's like Facebook. What about, using, what about it? But <laughs> what about still, like, there's people who are like, freaking out saying, like, oh, he's going to change the election date. Like, he can't. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get what you're Be, saying. You can be clearly like you can be angry. You can be scared that you have a sitting U.S. president talking about postponing a U.S. election in which he's involved in. Using an argument that we all like, well, anybody who's done any sort of research knows is a on false basis that that mail in ballots lead to fraud fraud. Mm -hmm. Which the case, this the this anecdotal evidence that he's using as a case study for his argument is some town in New Jersey, but even like the officials in that town in New Jersey that he's quoting are saying we don't know what you're talking about. We didn't have the, we didn't we yes we used mail in ballots for our local elections, but we didn't have the fraud that you're saying that we had. Like they don't even know what he's talking about. Dude, he's about. a fucking liar. Well, yeah, he's yeah. a liar. The throwing the pitch at the New York Yankees game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fucking lie. Yeah. Oh, the Yankees reached out to me to throw a pitch, but I'm denying the... I, I don't, I don't want to do it. Because I'm t- so focused on coronavirus. Yeah. The very Yankees virus like, that he has spent for, he spent months saying is not a big deal. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now he's trying to protect our elections. From the coronavirus. From the coronavirus. And then the Yankees are just like, we never asked you to throw the first pitch. Well, he gets to say he wants to throw the first pitch, and so for, therefore mean, he's president. He gets to right. What he just can a do it. baller move on his part. He can. He he feels that the presidency gives him unlimited powers. That is his yeah. fifth grade understanding of the of the U.S. presidency. He learned everything he needed to learn in elementary school. Did he mm-hmm. go to elementary school? I don't even know. Nobody knows. Um, one thing I want to talk to you about real quick is a little historical 
historian uh, uh, thought exercise, not really exercise, but just conversation I wanted to have. Mm -hmm. So um, the museum and I think WSUV and Donna did this project, Women in Politics. Um, And it's a two-hour video. If you guys go on Facebook and search uh, Women in Politics and you click post, the museum has posted it. Donna's posted it. uh, Brad, the museum directors posted it like it's a two-hour video of oral history and donna talking with these women about their roles in politics mm-hmm. regionally right um and also state representatives so obviously you know they're, they're going and representing in washington um super interesting video to mm-hmm. watch of, of all of it anyways so donna asked me like hey um could you help out basically condense it into a video long enough she didn't say this but it's like long enough for students to want to pay attention to like <laughs> two hours is, is, is a long time you're you know a lot I mean? of cell phones out about hour one yeah yeah so whether whether that's an assignment for the students to watch at home or in the class whatever it may be she's asking for some editing to, to do, me mm-hmm. to edit some stuff and but also you know she asked me which i love She's listening. I know you're listening, Donna. Um, she asked me to, to, to research some photographs in the archives um, of the museum, mm-hmm. right? Um, look look for these women or pictures of these women or women or, or images that might represent the project as a whole, sure. right? Yeah. So I started doing research. First of all, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like in the archives, like looking and I'm looking at WSUV's like library archives and just looking on state legislator archives. And, mm-hmm. and I just I look over at Jen. I go, hey, Jen. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm doing history right now. Like, I'm just like I'm, I'm I, I, I love communications. I love getting my master's in it. It's it's fun. I get to be creative in this master's program, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But. Using that side of the brain where it's more analytical and digging deep and investigating and and finding what we're looking for Mm -hmm. is something I miss every day. And so getting this opportunity to do it is fun. The point I want to get to is going through the archives it, it looks like they they combined like with in partnership with wsuv and the museum have this this archive created of, of photographs from uh whether whether clark county or southwest washington or whatever right sure. and you can you can search things so i'm searching these women's names right to to see if there's any images of them um uh in the archives mm-hmm. and there are i think there was maybe Three, uh, so I think there's a total of five women, maybe. We'll just say five. Mm-hmm. And maybe three of the women had, like, maybe an image, a usable image of them to mm-hmm. use in, in, the, in the video. And that bummed me out. That bummed me out because I wonder, and I, 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 and I have to go back and do this, but I want to go look at the archives of recent times mm-hmm. and just see what is available so they have photographs they have newspapers they have documents they have anything as primary sources you might want to use right sure, yeah but in a limited source right because mm-hmm. it's a little museum in yeah. clark county right so they're only going to have what they have that bums me out because if the museum's like, hey, you're, you can use whatever whatever resources we have for your projects or for your video or whatever it may be, you go to that place and now they don't have what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, you know what? One day 
I'm just going to be, I'm going to buy a camera and I'm just going to go take a pictures, pictures everywhere at events of people all the time and then just document, dump it into the archives at the museum. And if you're in it and you want to tag yourself and blah, 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 blah. And then I started thinking, well, one day technology will be available so that people can do that themselves. And anyways, I just started going down this like rabbit hole of ideas of like, it just bums me out that the available resources aren't there. For things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they have newspapers. And you know I've been collecting uh, front pages of the newspapers for like the last two years. Yeah. And I told Jen, I said, you know what? I think one day, one day when I'm just happy with my collection or I'm going to die or whatever it may be, I want all of these scanned in for the museum to have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's just, it's a bummer that yeah. they might not have it. That's what bums me out. It's if you're looking for something the museum might not have it. And that's just me getting on, whether it's funding or whether it's resources, whatever it may Mm -hmm. be, that's going to get me in this whole point that I want to make right now, which is, and I was talking to Don about this a little bit, during the chaos of, of, of the politics in the nation, in the chaos of the global pandemic, in the chaos of, uh, of polarization in this nation, I think... The solution is to do something. So you and I do this Mm -hmm. and we do to the Republic, which is awesome. I feel like it's a it's a it's a community tool. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's something that the community we're giving to the community so they can either learn or share or use. Right. Exactly. I'm sick of people and I and, and this is on me and this is me trying to hold myself accountable. I need to do more, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sick of people just bitching about it, bitching about whatever it may be, even like just now me bitching about what's available on the 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 archives, right? Mm-hmm. So do something about it. If if you're if you're pissed off about Donald Trump or your representative or whoever it may be defunding a program or an education or a school or whatever it may be, then there is spaces for you to do something. There are organizations for you to do something. And now I'm only bringing this up because of the pandemic. And that might be hard to do because of the pandemic, right? I don't mean I'm only bringing this up because of the pandemic. I'm bringing up the fact that there is a pandemic. So doing something might be hard, right? Mm-hmm. And that might be a struggle. But there, there, it's 2020. Yeah. There are means and ways for us to do stuff that is more proactive. Why are we relying on the government and the representatives and the officials and the people of power to do things for us? I get that there's a lot of power there and there's a lot that they can there's a lot that they can change with that power and mm-hmm. availability and resources, right? But that doesn't mean that as people we can't change more. And there's I mean there are so many avenues that yeah. we can and we just for whatever reason, we just don't see them or we don't seek them out. Right. Or think that they're possible right. until you start to dig a little bit um, or just start to brainstorm. That's awesome. I love that you're going through this kind of yeah. process. That's awesome. Like, we all should be doing more. Like, you, you talking about wanting to do more has already got me thinking about, like, what I can do right. more. And it's inspiring. So That's the question is, what can I do to do more? And there is a billion things... That you can use your passion mm-hmm. to do more. Yeah. If you if you just started a little video, YouTube video, hey mm-hmm. guys, I'm just gonna talk about photography and kind of my journey of photography. And 
maybe that is enough to inspire a kid out there to start doing photography. Mm-hmm. In a in a in a pandemic world, maybe that's the limit of what you can do, right? Yeah. But it's not. There's really, like you said, programs and organizations where you can do more, and it's not just about dedicating. Or, or or donating money, mm-hmm. but donating time, yeah, whatever that may look like. Um, I was getting into a drunken debate this weekend with somebody, and and they were just complaining about the the system and the politicians, and there needs to be a revolution and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, instead of just bitching about it, do something. Oh, I don't have time for that. Okay, first of all, you're working from home, so you've got time. Also, it, oh, oh, he goes, he goes, that's just a lot of work to do something. I'm like, dude, weren't you in your city protesting for Black Lives Matter and protesting injustices in this country? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that is doing something. At least you're physically doing mm-hmm. something. And that that was a lot of work, dude. You're literally getting gassed. Like, that's work. Yeah. Take that energy. If you don't, if, 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 if the protests are getting a little crazy for you and, and, and there's whether or not they're being co-opted by whoever... Or getting, ex- you know, you have mm-hmm. extremists in there ruining the the certain parts of it. Or you have federal agents snatching people up and you don't want to get snatched up. Take that energy and that passion that you had mm-hmm. and direct it into something new. Yeah. There are things that you can... Obviously, if you have that passion enough to go out there and be a voice and you have the time, yeah. find a way to take that time and to constructively put it into your community or into others. Sure. Jen's uncle and I were talking and, and we were talking about just finding and this is where this conversation stems from is 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 from a conversation I had with Jen's uncle who is CJ's dad um, and we were talking about doing something he said he saw a, a group of um, a group of men like waiting outside of a, a school mm-hmm. and like welcoming children into the school and like applauding them and like cheering them on and telling them like you got this you can do this like you guys are you guys are going to do awesome. Don't worry about it. That simple act mm-hmm. completely changes maybe a kid's feelings yeah. or a kid's fears about going into school. And all they did was stand outside the school in the morning and cheer them on. Mm-hmm. Like there just needs to be more doing, more positive doing. Instead of instead of saying "fuck you, you're a Trump supporter," say "hey man, do we agree on this?" Yes. Okay. What can we do to change that? What can we do to help that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you support children in education? Well, yeah. Okay, let's find a way that we can help kids out. Well, I'm a Trump supporter, and you're not. That's fine. doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. We can still do shit mm-hmm. for each other. Just because we're polarized and we disagree politically doesn't mean we can't do things for others, but for one another. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all struggling in our own ways. Every one of us. Yeah. But there, I don't know, this idea of like, you know, what's it called? Um, passing it on or whatever when you're in mm-hmm. Starbucks and you buy the person behind yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Do that. Something simple like that. It makes and it influences somebody else to want to do better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just ranting now, but I just think there's opportunity to make things better without relying on others to do it for us. Yeah. That's my point. I, I think, think one of the biggest sticking points for people is that it's like, I guess kind of like the 
first movers complex. Like if, if I'm the first one to go and put all this work, right, I do all this yes. and then nobody's receptive to it, then I just wasted all of my time. And I think there's like a real fear yeah. that of, of putting yourself out there, putting in all that work and then having it not do anything. But I think that just requires a shift in your metrics about how you're measuring yes. success. Yes. And even if it's nothing more than, even if it ends up being nothing more than helping you out, like right. reshaping your men, like how you see things. Yeah. You're a person and you're a person in society. Right. And if you did something that makes you a more productive or a more healthy member of society or changes your, your thinking, mm-hmm. that's going to have, that's going to reverberate into every aspect of your life right. that end up may having a direct impact on something else. So mm-hmm. even if something you do, even though like what you, something that you did didn't have tangible, a tangible effect on the area that you were trying to affect mm-hmm. somewhere down the line, that, that experience, that knowledge that you gained is going to be able to help somebody down the road. Absolutely. And so I don't know, that's just, I just, I love where you're going with mm-hmm. this. And I think it's, it's so important. You just made me think about driving back from the beach. I saw there was an old, older gentleman just parked on the side of the road, just picking up garbage. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that dude is a better dude than me. Like for sure. Yeah. One, it's hot as shit. Two, he's just out there picking garbage. And then, and then he, he was like pretty far from where his car was parked. And my lazy ass went, Dude, now he's got to walk all the way back to his car. Like, does he got one parked at the bottom of the hill so he can drive back up? Like, just, just you know. But that's a recognition of that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something so simple. Yeah. And and you may that's something that you may not see affecting everybody else. But like, well, I'm not here picking up garbage and look at all this garbage. I could never pick it all up. Yes. Right. But if one person doesn't do it, then there's nobody doing it. And then there's way too much garbage. Yeah. Which also I watched Wally recently. Mm-hmm. I love Wally so much. I love that movie. Have you seen it? No. You're you're a garbage. I'm gonna pick <laughs> you up. <laughs> All right, it's time to shut this down, and so we're gonna end it on. They said it best, 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 best. best All right, best, I went first best. last time. You go first this time. No. What? Did you even listen to my song? Yes, I did. The used. I actually liked this. For for once, I actually liked one of the used songs. You would like a lot of the used songs if you would just give them a goddamn chance. Well, they don't scream in this one. Well, they don't scream in a lot of their newer stuff, dude. Oh, this is a newer one from them? No, this is kind of older. Okay, I was going to say... The whole like, album is political. I was going to say the album that you sent me... The new one? For, no, for the... Um, oh, that was old. That was old, and I was in like... Love and Death? They don't really scream too much. She sings more. You didn't listen to it. I did listen to it. Okay, uh, I picked the song Evolution. Oh, I am getting them confused with He Is Legend. Wow, dude. (laughs) That's embarrassing. (laughs) Okay, the used is pretty... Used is more of like that kind of more of a blink kind of feel, right? Uh, It's heavier, but it's more melodic and more... Yeah, okay. I was confusing them with He Is Legend. Uh, Yeah, I like this song a lot. So the song is called Evolution. Okay. This song is probably my favorite lyrics of all time. Hmm. Like, when I heard this, I was in school, and I was like, oh, that's me. Like, high school? No. Oh, oh college. Sorry. Okay. Dude, I wasn't in high school ever.
Anyways, this part, everything changes with the way that I feel. It seems impossible that I'd stay the same. Time rearranges. The more we refuse is the more time we stand in the way. And this song is called Evolution. It's about just knowing, just doing research. Uh, it's political. So it's it's an awakening within yourself and, and realizing like, there's no way that I can know this stuff and not do something about it mm-hmm. and, and continue to just be the way that I've always been. Yeah. Um, and this is the way that I've been feeling this week is like, <sighs> I just went on a huge rant about doing things. Right. Um, and I, I always joke about the curse of being a historian is like, that is our curse. Like we know where we've been and we know kind of the shadiness that has happened around the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. What do you think? That's kind of the feel that that's kind of the feel that I, I got. Um, I loved the I lo- let me look up. Let me grab the lyrics here really quick. Okay. The um, what was the song again? They use uh, evolution. evolution so it's like, how am I to be myself? Everyone's trying to be everyone else. Everything changes with the way that I feel. It seems impossible that I'd stay the same. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I just recognize that, dude. I feel that. I think it's I need to change. And I, one thing when I listened to this last night when you sent it to me, um, I listened to it before going to bed. And the I was like, this is a much better uh, <laughs> this is a much better song talking about change than the one I had <laughs> last week. The We Grow by Tyler Stenson mm-hmm. or uh, it, I just these lyrics really like they they came off they really did come off the off the page for me. Um, I had to go and look I had to go and look them up. Um, oh yeah, call me a traitor for changing my mind. That was one thing that like really oh like, I, it yeah. start it starts with it and I that's something I, re- I really resonate with because that's something I've struggled with, with through change mm-hmm. is especially when it comes to politics because forever like people I work with my family like I was always I was, I was the, the good young Republican right like oh look at this kid he's not that dumb liberal mm-hmm. he's not that young liberal like he's he's like and then I so many people say like I actually have faith in your generation because like because like meeting you and like right like, because I, I parroted all of that stuff right and then when I started to change, I started to get foot feedback like or pushback, and people who told me that <laughs> kind of stuff in the past, like, "Oh man, like, like you've changed," or like, "I miss the old Jake." Like, I've had people say that to me, wow. and like that hurts. Yeah. But it's like, but the so call me a change trader for changing my mind. Like all of a sudden, like, yeah, like I'm still Jake, right? But I've changed my mind, and it's that gr- and growing, right? And instead of that growth being celebrated, people were like, "Whoa, like." Who are you now? Yeah. I don't know if like that, maybe that's just how I took no, it, relating no, it to my no. own life. But um, yeah, that's just something that came up when I was listening to, to this. That to got this, me but. thinking about um, that women in politics that I can't remember who it was specifically. And, and I, you know, excuse me for not remembering, but there's a, there's one of the women in there who talks about like wanting to learn more on, on a position or on a, an issue. Right. Mm-hmm. And then changing their mind and then, and then people calling them flip floppers. Right. Yeah. But they're, they're just trying to educate themselves more on an issue mm-hmm. that they obviously when they, when the issue first came up, they didn't know enough. They had an opinion, but then everyone kind of was like, Whoa, 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 what? Okay. Well maybe I need to re evaluate how I think mm-hmm. this or how I look at this. And now they're called a flip flopper. They're called a traitor, right? Yeah. For changing their mind. And it's like, 
I don't know, man. There's gotta be life is nuanced. People are nuanced. Ideas are nuanced. Mm-hmm. Like ideas, definitely. Yeah. It's like if somebody asked me, like, are you for or against capital punishment? It's like, dude, it is not that black and white. Mm-hmm. Mm, pun intended, right? Yeah. Um, but it's like it's not that simple. Like maybe there are, and 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 then once you dig into them and ask them questions, like. Would you say that it's okay to kill someone for this crime? Would you say it's okay for not to kill them for this crime? What if they're innocent and we don't know it and they get killed? Like, mm-hmm. there, there's so much depth to that. And I think it's the same thing with, with politics, with ideas. Like, yeah. it's okay to change. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to grow. It's not okay. It's more than okay. You should grow. You should never stay the same. Mm-hmm. Um, call me a criminal if thinking is a crime. Call me an animal. It's hard to define. I don't care what you say. I came to defy. So the used was going through this. This Bert, the singer, more specifically, he writes the lyrics and wrote the lyrics to this whole album. Very, very political. The album cover is all these political figures and social figures mm-hmm. with their eyes like crossed out, but it's all their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the album's called Imaginary Enemy, which is a song about you know. A, a constructed idea of they are your enemy because mm-hmm. they are the other and they yeah. are different. Probably that's, that's powerful, dude. The album is incredible lyrically, and this is probably my favorite lyrics of all time because I remember it. Not, 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 not to your extreme because it sounds brutal for you for changing your mind. Like that's terrible. Mm-hmm. That's that's such a bummer. But but almost the own the own evolution, my own evolution, and recognizing my own evolution. Like whoa, like. I am learning, and I can't just sit on that knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. Yeah. Say what you mean. <laughs> like, it's it's like I can't just be quiet and just be like, well, that's just the way the world is. It's like, well, no. Like, that people don't understand how the world is. Mm-hmm. And, like, there – and, again, back to the rant of doing something. There are things that can be done to, to influence and change the world and to evolve. So my choice this week was evolution – by the used yeah that was that was good that was a really good um that was a good song choice thank and, you and i and i think it's very relevant both to uh obviously we we pick these songs because they're relevant to our lives but mm-hmm. i think it's also a song that's relevant to just society society right. in general as we're going through honestly some fundamental changes like mm-hmm. society's going to be fundamentally different oh yeah than it than what we grew up in oh I mean, yeah this is and it's scary like people People are rejecting that change because I think they know change is coming and people become then people who are risk averse or people who are just naturally um, for whatever reasons and their own lives are just resistant to change. Change is threatening and people are going to have a response to that. So that's yeah, oh yeah. just I mean, it's going to be this November is going to be insane. Not only this November, but the coronavirus. Yeah. You watch movies and people like or, or like reality shows like uh, Food Network or whatever, people like feeding each other bites and like high fiving and hugging and mm-hmm. shaking hands yeah. and that's not the world that at least for a while we'll we'll live in. Mm-hmm. It'll be a long time before we get back to that place if we ever do. Yeah. I was watching baseball I was watching live baseball yesterday and dude, no no fans in the stands, man. It's weird. Yeah. It's Don't they weird. have like cardboard cutouts? Yeah, you can pay to have a cardboard cutout. That's freaking weird. To have the put Oh, of you? Stands. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of tight. Yeah. Freaking so you send them in a picture. Like people have been sending in pictures of their dogs 
and then having their dogs like oh if i could get dexter in the stands i was thinking like that would be perfect to have Bo just like in his fedora just a picture of Bo in his fedora just sitting like uh, down the third base sitting down the third baseline that's kind of interesting mm -hmm. all right all right your pick time for your sound so uh this is a artist who was part of who was on my list of no skip Right. Uh, albums. This is a different from a different album, mm-hmm. an earlier album called Echoes, and I listened to this guy just Spotify, Pandora. Like I just I listened to I think every song this guy has written. I just love his mood. I love his lyrics. He's just an incredible artist. Um, there's maybe only one song I found that I didn't care for, mm. and but that was this one I came across a couple days ago. Yeah, and I just I love this this lyrics. These lyrics. I'm just gonna let it play a little bit, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Light that shines on what's to come, burning deep inside. So, yeah, the the chorus here is something that uh, really sticks with me, and that's um, it's like talking like I know I know myself a little more this time, mm-hmm. and just like learning from your mis- learning from your mistakes. And then when you find yourself, no, it changes. In the first one, it's I owe myself a little more this time. The second time is I know myself a little more this time. Correct. Yeah, I'm looking at the second, the second. But that's here. awesome. It is. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that change. Yeah, I owing myself and knowing myself. Yeah, it's a, it's a that's a distinctive difference, mm-hmm. right? And like you owe yourself that comp- like owing yourself like that compassion, right? You're yeah. always so much. You're always so more under. You're you're nicer. You're more understanding, and you're more like uh, I don't know. Just you're better to the people around you than you are to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if someone make if someone around you makes a mistake, you're generally like like you're understanding. Like you understand people make mistakes, especially people you're close with. But then like you make a mistake, and you just beat yourself up for you. Ooh, don't yeah. give yourself that kindness that, that you give grace. other people. Yeah. You don't grace. That's perfect. You don't yeah. give yourself the grace that you give other people. And I think it's like giving your like understanding you've made mistakes, and but. Understanding that those mistakes were made, but then being just being kind to your just being kind to yourself, and then knowing myself a little bit more this time. I think talking about understanding that those mistakes were made, and then when you find yourself in that situation again, because then he, he follows it up with like uh, walk down the I've walked down these roads before. So when you find yourself mm-hmm. back in a similar situation, drawing from the experience that you learn from to do better the next time. And and one thing right. that my grandpa has always said to me is like. Um, when you know better, you do better. And it's just, mm. uh, it's, Ooh, it's, I like it, that. it's simple. And it's just like making sure that you're always learning and you're, you're always growing and using the experiences and using the knowledge that you gather to make an informed decision to just like, you know, step back and just think before you do a lot of the times. And yeah. sometimes honestly, acting spontaneously is, is, is a good therapeutic tool. Absolutely. I'm, but... I'm way too spontaneous. <laughs> uh, like compared to like my wife, mm-hmm. I'm like, let's go to the beach right now. And she's like, what? No. And I'm like, yep, we're doing it. She can't stand that. But for people with anxiety, mm-hmm. that's like, whoa, wait, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to pack for this? Where are we staying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All these things happen. And for me, I'm like, fuck it. Let's we'll go. It out. Yeah. yeah. I think there's gotta be a good mix. 
There's got to be sure. a good mix. And I, yeah, and, and I, when you were just talking about just going to the beach, I started thinking the same thing that you're talking like Jen thinks. I'm like, well, where, where are we going to stay? Yeah. Like when we get there, is there going to be parking? Is it really busy at Cannon Beach right now? Like, right. These are all stuff that just starts going through my mind. Right. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I really, really liked this. And then talking about um, the, the last, the last lyric I'll, I'll, I'll bring up though, uh-huh. is like, um, uh, well, actually there's two. It's like, uh, at the bottom of one of the courses is, is like, oh, I'll, oh, the lines I've made across my face are echoes of my life. I just think mm. that's just like something that like you're going to carry. You're going to carry stuff with you. Right. And right. I think that past experiences are just always going to shape who we are. Mm-hmm. And we carry those we, and we carry those with us. And sometimes they're visible. Sometimes they're visible scars, but sometimes they're emotional scars that that come out in our behavior or they come out right. in our thoughts and our ideas that we espouse. And I don't know, it, that's just something that I, I, that's something I thought about when I heard that lyric. And the other one was, uh, at the, at the end of each chorus, he said, Oh, the light that shines on what's to come burning deep inside. And yeah. I think that's just, um, like, even though like there's a quote that I, I, I really like that even in the darkest of room, like even like the darkest of rooms, a, a little bit of light, sh- a little bit, uh, just a little bit of light tells you that there's something more mm, and right. that there's something more than just the darkness mm-hmm. and what you don't know what that light is you, or what that light represents or what's on the other side of that light or where that light's coming from. But just that knowledge that there is something other than the darkness mm-hmm. and that light shining, light shining on, on the hope that there's something better to come. Right. I think is just a really positive, positive lyric. And there's no uh, duct tape. Uh, I don't think there's any. Duct oh, tape. I was looking. Yeah, I don't. But I don't think there is no duct tape. I don't, tape I don't think there's any duct tape incidents with yeah, this one. Yeah, there isn't. It's yeah. a good song lyrically. He's he's a he's a good writer, at least in yes, my opinion. Yes, he is a good writer. Yeah, I love the change in the chorus. I love it, that's that play on words. You know what I mean? You're expecting the same words mm-hmm. because it's a chorus. Yeah, but no, 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 no. He changes it up just enough to make it be meaningful but impactful, mm-hmm. which I think is is just that's that's art that takes that takes art to a uh, uh, talent to to do that mm-hmm. um not to get a, a bummer but like i raised my head um but i held it up just a little too high that one really stuck out to me um just because like when you've gone through so much uh you kind of you kind of worry yourself about like are things getting too good like mm-hmm. this is this is scary like something's something bad is gonna happen yeah don't raise your head too high dude because you're just gonna get beaten down again and so that one stuck with me um kind of in a negative way but mm-hmm. um as you're saying as far as like uh, even like i've walked these roads before and fell a little behind that one also stuck out to me because you know i'm, I'm as a 33 year old guy uh my wife and i have we are behind financially and just in our lives compared compared to everyone else right but that's because we 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 went on this pursuit of to have children right yeah. and financially it was just is a huge burden and 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 she almost died twice like it was just like just a brutal journey and it set us back in comparison to everyone else in our life people who are younger than us people who are in the same age as us like it's just like you know, we've walked these roads before, but we fell a little behind. It's just what mm-hmm. I'm thinking about yeah. in, in comparison to like our life and where we're at. Yeah. But again, there's, it's not all dark. There's a light and it's, it's, it's focusing on that light. 
Whether that light is foster care and bringing children into our home, whether it is Legos yeah. that I'm going to put together when I when I move, like, mm-hmm. um, I will say that one light that for 97 episodes has been this show. Yeah, and that's just not 97 episodes, dude. That's prob we're probably at like 110, including to the Republic and special episodes like. We don't number every one, and but every Thursday, every Thursday, we're every here. Thursday we're here. Every Thursday we're doing this. Um, I don't know, man. It it things feel dark and and things feel hard. Um, but have grace with yourself. Yeah, the same grace you would give to other people. Um, and if you're not the kind of person who's going to give grace to other people, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, want to leave with a quote really quick. All right, um, let's, let's do I've it. been reading through a lot of uh, Winnie the Pooh quotes. Oh. And uh, so this one was one I came across. It says, yeah. Eeyore said something he suspected might cause him regret. Nobody realizes that what that some people expend tremendous energy merely to be normal, said the bear. There was no one in the 100-acre wood who understood Eeyore like Pooh. Mm. I'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Thank you.